you are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. When you don't want to give in to your snacks cravings, but they just won't go away, my rule is only snacks I've made myself. Welcome to the From Scratch Body, I'm Liv, and this week I'm talking about snacks made at home. My husband was on his way back from work and I messaged to ask if he fancied some snacks for the evening. I totally just needed an accomplice, which he knew, of course. He replied with the dreaded, I'm okay, actually. Ugh. I hate it when you feel snacky and the person you hope will be backing you up has to be the voice of ultra-processed reason. Now, I could have played the new mum card and complained that I'd had a tough day and get me some friggin' snacks, but of course, he was right. As I have talked about myself before on this podcast, cravings can be controlled by noticing them, recognising that you don't have to give in to them just because they appear and let them go. A bit like thoughts that pop up when you meditate. You can watch them come and go and you don't have to do anything about them. But those cravings were really strong for me that day. So I made what I think was a pretty good compromise I decided, in true the From Scratch Body fashion, that if I made them myself, I could have some snacks. But that obviously required for me to have the ingredients, and I wanted it to be something quick and easy. Shortbread. I made one batch of regular shortbread and one with cocoa. The recipe for both I'm going to share after the break, and it totally did the trick. And instead of something super sugar or salt heavy, I have to limit salt due to my high blood pressure, so that's very important for me, with a whole range of weird ingredients that you wouldn't naturally find in a kitchen and that my body definitely didn't need, I had a nice sweet snack and plenty of leftovers that could be stored away. There and then, I made myself a new rule. It's not really quite right to call it a rule, but rather a solution that I try to go for when the cravings hit next time only snacks I've made myself. I find personally that when I make an overall rule for myself at a time when I'm thinking more clearly, it's easier to stick to that when the monkey brain kicks in with its more spontaneous desires. It's also a much more positive spin than denying myself any kind of snack and then feel awful if I give in and have something I shouldn't have. Making your own snacks has a lot of benefits, in my opinion. The main one is, of course, avoiding ultra-processed foods and sticking to food which is made from scratch, where you know all the ingredients. Ultra-processed food is created to encourage overconsumption, so you are likely to eat way more than you would if you made a similar thing at home. And I think this is strengthened by a couple of factors that come with homemade snacks. Firstly, you put effort in. It doesn't feel right to eat 8 out of 10 cookies that you mixed, shaped, baked and waited to cool, at least for a few seconds, in one go, right? You want to save some and you want to share with others so they can try them too. But 8 cookies for a pound from the corner shop? Yeah, 
They don't hold any pride or emotional connection to you, so you may as well just gobble them all up. Secondly, and I have spoken about this before, the visual information you get when you make something yourself. I honestly don't mind if you make a super indulgent, sugary, salty, fatty, chocolatey, lovely snack at home. You will see what you are putting in there right in front of you. And that will be, to an extent, in your conscious when the snack is finished and ready to eat. Now, this is not some shaming diet type trick, not at all. Make those snacks and enjoy them. What I mean is that, again, with those cheap cookies from the shop, there is no connection, no real knowledge about what's in them. So you may as well eat them all. Do we even enjoy that kind of snacking? Often, I find it much more mindless and less satisfying. Another thing you gain from homemade is the skills of making something yourself. For example, if you try something new and it's a huge hit, you can make it again and give it as a gift. Not to mention lovely smells in your house. And if you bake something, nice little tasters on the way to the finished product, you lick that spoon. You can create some future shortcuts for yourself too. Linking back to my thoughts on batch cooking from a previous episode, you can make extra. And if, let's say, you make cookies, for example, you can make little cookie dough balls and freeze them, ready to go in the oven on another day. Maybe when you have friends or family coming over, you can greet them with the smell of freshly baked cookies as they walk through the door, even though all you did that day was take the remaining dough out of the freezer and turn the oven on. All because you felt snacky a few days earlier. What a bonus. Now, have I stuck to my only snacks I've made myself rule? Nope. I've bought some chocolate and I even gave in and had some crisps recently, which is my absolute vice, but it has definitely stopped me buying snacks on many occasions where I normally would have, and I'm also now incredibly quick at making shortbread. So, hey, new skill unlocked. And on that note, I'm going to share my regular and chocolate shortbread recipes with you right after this break. Shortbread is probably the quickest and easiest sweet snack you can make. It's cheap, quick and no fuss and so incredibly tasty. Here are the recipes for both regular and chocolate, or cocoa to be exact, shortbread. Shortbread was traditionally associated with big life events like christenings, weddings and Christmas family gatherings, according to the most famous shortbread brand, Walkers, but are now more and more common to have at any time of year. However, as I'm doing this episode, it's right before Christmas and it does feel like the absolutely perfect time to have them. They're great with a cup of tea on a chilly day and a great snack to make quickly for when you have family coming over. This is a great snack to get kids involved in or just to do as a nice family or friend activity. You need absolutely no equipment other than a bowl and just a bit of patience and the willingness to get your hands a bit dirty. Once you've tried making these once, it'll be a super safe go-to recipe that you'll probably be able to remember without even having to return to this episode or even my website for the instructions. But of course, if you do need a reminder, it will be on the fromscratchbody.com forward slash shortbread. I wanted to try to make a chocolate version too. I found quite a few chocolate shortbread recipes online, but they all seemed 
quite complicated. And I thought surely just replacing a bit of the flour with some cocoa would do the trick. So I tried it. I've tried replacing both 20 and 30 grams of the flour with a uh, cocoa powder and I'd say that both work but more than 30 grams would be pushing it uh, for this recipe that I'm doing which is 150 grams of flour and replacing 20 to 30 grams of that with cocoa powder. If you do more than that they'd possibly get a bit dry but the cocoa does create a lovely light and chocolatey shortbread so I really recommend trying this. So here are the two shortbread recipes. I always make one of each personally and bake them together. So that's highly recommended. And enjoy this whatever time of year you're trying it. Regular shortbread, 150 grams of plain flour, 100 grams of cold butter cubed, and 50 grams of sugar. The chocolate shortbread is 120 to 130 grams of plain flour, and the rest of the flour part of the shortbread so 20 to 30 grams you use cocoa powder so what I mean is make sure you have a total of 150 grams of flour and cocoa again 100 grams of cold butter cubed and 50 grams of sugar making this is so easy you chuck all the ingredients in a bowl you don't even have to wait for the butter to soften because you want it to be cold and start mixing it together with your hands have faith, it feels like it'll be too dry at first, but eventually you'll get a lovely, slightly sticky ball of dough. You can do just one of these, of course, just regular or just chocolate, or as I always do, one of each at the same time. When you've worked the dough into a smooth ball, put it in the fridge to cool, this is important, for 20, 15 to 20 minutes. Then you take the dough out of the fridge and you preheat your oven to 170 degrees Celsius. If you have a fan heated uh, oven, you do about 150. This is about 340 degrees uh, Fahrenheit for a regular oven. Roll out the dough with a rolling pin. This will be quite tough to begin with as the dough is cold now, but it is important that it's cold because otherwise the dough will get too runny in the oven. I'm speaking from experience, <laughs> until it's about half a centimetre in thickness when you roll it. You can cut it into fingers with a plastic utensil, just keep it simple, or use a glass or cookie cutters to make desired shapes. I normally just use a, a um, quite narrow glass and I just make round shapes because the From Scratch body is not really about, you know, super fancy presentation or anything. But if you're a bit more creative than me, of course, you can use different shapes. And if it's Christmas, you can do star shapes or whatever you want. You can bake them on a lined baking tray for about 15 minutes. All ovens are different, but 15 is perfect for me. Don't overcook them and take out and let them cool. Letting the biscuits cool is very important as they will be very fragile when they first come out, uh, but they will harden to the perfect texture after a little while. So handle them carefully at first. If you are transferring them to, you know, a, a cooling uh, wire rack or anything, just be careful that they don't disintegrate uh, because they are very, very fragile when they first come out. You can do more festive or indulgent versions by sprinkling with sugar or even drizzling some, you know, runny white chocolate over them, or you can add a bit of ground ginger to the mix or really do whatever you want to mix up this recipe. I'd love to see your results so post on Instagram if you make them and tag me at the From Scratch Body and I hope you enjoy your snack and I'll be here next week.
thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week. 